0: Hey everyone out there, how's it going? Welcome to Screen Speak. It is the podcast that's all about movies, life, and apparently a wedding in this episode, and much more. If you have not done so already, I start every podcast off like this, but this one's going to be no exception. I gotta put those plugs in. Follow Screen Speak on whatever device you're listening to on, if it's the computer, it's your phone, wherever, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you choose to get your podcast at, please follow. Follow Screen Speak on there. Help grow this podcast. You can also check out the social media, uh, not on Twitter or anything like that, but it is on Instagram. It's on Instagram. It's also on Facebook. We have a community group there, so you can interact with myself, other fans of the podcast, fans of movies, fans of life, and you can ask anything and everything that you want to right over there. So please go ahead and check out the Facebook community group and the Instagram for the podcast end of plugs. Let's do this. All right, so this episode is uh, sort of a two-part episode, if you will. Part one, I'm going to be talking about the movie As Good As It Gets with the late, uh, oh my God, I was about to say the late, great Jack Nicholson. He has not passed away. Thank the heavens, and knock on wood, I hope I didn't kill him from saying that. So sorry. Anyway, it's a two-part episode because part one, we're talking about As Good As It Gets, uh, I have my lovely wife on the podcast with me.
1: Hello, people. I'm here. The wedding that he's talking about involves me. I'm glad.
0: Did I actually say that this was a wedding special yet? Yes, you did. Oh, I did in the intro. That's right.
1: Yes, you did. Go ahead.
0: Okay. So part one, as good as it gets. That's the third time I've said that. Part two is a wedding special. And the reason that these two are tied together... That's why I'm a
1: bride not to be anymore but the actual bride is here
0: as if that wasn't apparent but thank you sweetie
1: <clears throat> i guess he loves me
0: it's safe to say from all that paperwork and the ring that's on your finger so yeah
1: i'm not a single aide i'm not a single lead
0: i'm not a single man i am a married man
1: whatever now
0: excellent excellent start to the podcast here i'm sorry for my
1: singing skills go ahead
0: jordan okay so the reason that these go hand in hand uh my wedding and this movie is because i actually incorporated this movie into the vows to my wife in this wedding and she had actually never seen this movie prior to uh me doing that in the wedding during the ceremony So I just felt it appropriate. I was like, hey, we should watch this movie. We can talk about it. And then we can also do a play-by-play of our wedding because, A, people that know us personally will actually probably think it's interesting. And, B, I just think, you know, sharing romantic stories and that sort of thing is an eye-opener to the audience to get to know a different side of myself. Uh, And it's also just interesting for anybody that, you know, is thinking, about like, what did they, what did they think about after they got married? Like that kind of thing. Or what did those, what did those people think? So. Even before they get married,
2: They you know, when they were getting <clears throat> married.
0: Yeah, all of it. And then the, and then the last part, and this is probably like the most sentimental part of the whole reason why behind this episode is that I felt like, wouldn't it be nice to have a, a living document, a, a you know, a, a piece of history, so to speak, recorded of, our fresh, as fresh reactions as possible to what our thoughts were leading into the wedding, the day of, all of that. Because, you know, like, a year from now even, we're probably not going to remember all those fine oh, details. Jordan
1: probably won't because he has such a bad memory. That's why I'm like, yeah, let's record it because then I can just make you listen. Wait,
0: wait what are we doing again? Shut <laughs> <laughs> up. You see what I did there? <laughs> Terrible jokes. Yes. The key to a healthy marriage. Uh, <clears throat> cause I thought even like a year from now, five years, 10 years, I'm not going to remember all the little nuanced details. And I think it'd be great to like go back and revisit, hang on, she's moving my chair what's happening hang on what's what are we doing We're moving? no tell, tell them what you just did
1: I, I just made him come closer to me so i could be closer to the microphone
0: because i don't have a dual mic setup yet with the uh, audio just yet and but it is, is it's what pending is, what
1: pending. is doing right now he's trying to convince me that's really needed <coughs> it is i guess anyway go ahead not a question to be discussed in
0: public <laughs> What do you mean in public? This is a private conversation. Uh Nobody hears this. Sure. Okay. Um, I just think it's like, it'd be nice for us to be able to revisit something like this years from now and be like, what did we, what were we going through? What was going through our minds that day and just everything. So for all those reasons, that's why I felt it appropriate to do an episode like this. And I hope you enjoy likewise. So. Uh, he's all. unless you have something else to add i think don't we don't care
1: about our wedding you can just stop on...
0: yeah i guess when we get to the wedding part yeah just like be like oh no they're talking wedding crap and just boop, shut it off and then you know check out the notification on your phone because you hit follow and you're not going to miss other episodes so sure that that's the hope all right let's go ahead and do this <coughs> I actually have to look up, because I tend to do this when I'm talking about movies, I need to look up the synopsis for this movie. So, one second here. As good Mm -hmm. as it gets. All right. I like the name of the movie, by the way. Why do you like the name of the movie?
1: It's creative and it's like, it's like, I don't know how to explain. It's as good as it gets. It's kind of how I feel about the wedding. spoiler alert
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's safe to say it went well she didn't leave me uh yet okay so here's the synopsis for as good as it gets uh first well uh, hang on so first the movie came out in december 6th of 1997 right around oscar season jack nicholson did win the best actor oscar for this movie i think it was up for a couple others as well as uh, helen hunt and greg kinnear both up for uh, supporting something like that anyways Here's the synopsis. Melvin Udall, played by Jack Nicholson, is an obsessive compulsive writer of romantic fiction who's rude to everyone he meets, including his gay neighbor Simon, which is played by Greg Kinnear. But when he has to look after Simon's dog, he begins to soften and, if still not completely over his problems, finds he can conduct a relationship with the only waitress, played by Helen Hunt, at the local diner who will serve him. That's a general synopsis. I said there's more the, to it. He's but... the
1: only one that <clears throat> accepts to deal with him because he basically <laughs> sucks
0: <laughs> okay. so let, let let's just let's just get into this on a I want to start this on a positive before we talk about the characters just yet.
1: I didn't say anything negative, but he does you suck. just said
0: he sucks. yeah, the character the character of Melvin no. sucks. No.
1: yeah, he did.
0: But... <laughs> no, yes, he did. what what do you? Yes or no? I think.
1: He does, but who doesn't? Go ahead.
0: Right. So I want to just first start by talking about Jack Nicholson, because Jack Nicholson, to me, is what makes the performance work when we talk about (coughs) Melvin and everything like that. But what I'm curious for you specifically, one, I know you're not not nearly obsessed with movies as much as myself. (laughs) You don't really know actors' (coughs) names and things like that. It's not a slight, it's just a fact. I know. Had you ever seen Jack Nicholson in a movie before?
1: I don't remember. And I think it means I didn't because I think I would remember.
0: Because G- he does have a very distinct yeah. personality, <clears throat> right? You, you could tell, <clears throat> even like outside of the character, his way of speaking and how he carries know. himself. No,
1: I don't know because I don't, haven't seen <clears> him <throat> before, I think.
0: So to me, Jack Nicholson, and and sadly, I think he is one of those actors where he really is like of his generation. Um, he's one of the coolest actors in Hollywood. He has so many wild stories just like as a person and his mm-hmm. personality in and of itself is almost larger than life. And I feel like at the time in his career when he made the movie, part of what makes his character work is that because at that point i would say he was already like a screen legend because mm-hmm. he had so many other accolades and things like that you you kind of still stick with him charisma and all even though he does all these like despicable things.
1: Oh, I see. People like it, him.
0: Yeah, because I think if you were to put like a relative unknown person in there that didn't already have a history of screen presence for years so for people to sort of build up. Yeah. I know. It makes does sense. that make sense? It does. And I was just curious But I
1: didn't hate him. That's what I'm saying. Like I yeah. didn't know him <clears> before <throat> and he did suck, but it's like it's like it's, a, it's not a, in a bad way. Because he also comes out as really just, like, too honest, kind of.
0: Yeah, he... like Too much real. He doesn't like, have a he, filter. Exactly.
1: <clears throat> he just says what he thinks and it sucks, but <laughs> he at least <laughs> says it.
0: So, um, mm. but, but, but I mean, all that being said, like, with Jack Nicholson, you know, consider... Let's just call this the first Jack Nicholson movie that you've seen.
1: I think it was.
0: What did you think of him?
1: Eh... Uh. He was a good actor, I guess. I am not <laughs> able to judge technically Jordan. I like it the car the acting and like the the how do you say the the guy he was. The character. The character, <clears throat> yes. I like it that
0: but What I love about you watching movies, by the way, screen speak audience, this is an exclusive on my wife and kinda how she watches a lot of movies. I make her watch a lot of movies, and she's <laughs> loving. she lovingly watches them with me. But what I actually really admire her about is that she hardly ever wants to see a trailer. She doesn't really always want to know a story. Like, if I just tell her, hey, this is the title, and it's really good, she'll just be like, I'll just go in blind. Yeah. I think that's even cooler. Like, you're, you're really just truly going in open-ended, just I don't know what I'm signing up for.
1: Yeah. I kind of like to do that because <clears throat> first I know you enough and I know you know me enough to choose me I would hope so Yeah so it's like you choose like movies that I think I will like and <clears throat> not only that I think when I see trailers or if I let you talk about it I will just uh, have expectations in my head and the expectations are not really something good to have I think I think it's good to just like let's see what the world has to show me
0: Sounds like it's as good as it gets. Exactly. (laughs) Cheers to that. Yay. Oh, wait, let's make sure
1: that. I'm afraid I will break the glass, but. (laughs) Is this actually glass? This one is glass. I didn't get the crystal ones because I didn't want the ones to take the chance to break it.
0: You know, it seems weird when you say the crystal ones like that. So, for context for the audience, we got, of course, several things for our wedding, including crystal. Yes, and amongst them... Wine
1: glasses. Thank you, Amanda. If you are listening that, thank you.
0: I think Amanda listens. Amanda, if you're out there, thank you for the wine glasses. Mm -hmm. Your thank you card will come in the mail along with the others.
1: I'm not using them right now just because I didn't want to break them on the office while recording this.
0: But that said, I don't know anything about crystal. I'll be honest. I thought it was plastic. I couldn't really tell. The crystal one. I think, so. if I'm thinking of the right one, I might be stupid, but I think I thought mm-hmm. at first, like, glance, like, with texture and stuff, I was like, is this plastic? Aye,
1: aye, aye. Forgive him, God. Let's keep <laughs> moving.
0: Choices. <clears throat> aye, aye, aye. Okay. Uh, I want to talk about the characters now. You know, I started with Jack, but i got to talk about the character. His character, Melvin Udall. Starting with that opening, what did... Yeah. Don't you remember the opening of the movie? How could you forget? You have the the beaming, <laughs> glowing lady coming out. Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's tulip season. And then within seconds, she sees Jack and she's like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" And she <laughs> shuts her door. And then he starts tormenting a dog. The Poor
1: dog. I kind of started hating me him like.
0: I as, think it's a, as, <clears throat> as it ahead.
1: started just because he troll, uh can I say?
0: Oh, yeah. this movie's been out since 97. Okay, people. So, you had your time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, like, he throws the dog on the trash. Like,
0: in the trash chute.
1: Yes. And then <laughs> the dog goes all the way down to the basement trash can. <laughs> Poor little thing. It's like, I'm like, Jordan, this is the good move that you are showing me? <laughs> this is the movie. Like, I was kind of like, Ugh. Doing like that.
0: Well, I think it's a brilliant way to open a movie and introduce a character. It's certainly, to me, one of the more memorable character introductions because because you're introducing someone doing something just so crap right away. It's yeah. like you're like – you wonder, I think, subconsciously as an audience member, oh, my God, like what is this guy going to be like throughout the, the entire, entire movie. movie? Yeah. So it makes you wonder. But I think it's a great start because you can already tell he's – to me, like, he, he's he's cynical, but he does it with amusement a little bit. Like, there's there's some comedy in, in, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. his anger towards the dog and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, because it doesn't
1: make sense.
0: No, not really. Yeah. But it is pretty funny when he picks it up and it just starts urinating. <laughs> he's just like, oh, oh. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> moving on from that, we learn that he is... Amongst probably many diagnosable mental disorders, he is most certainly obsessive-compulsive uh, disorder. He has OCD. Yeah. Do you know much about that? Or have you ever seen depictions of that on TV or know people with that?
1: I don't think I know anybody with that except for...
0: The the guy, Melvin. Yeah. Melvin.
1: Yeah. And... Uh... But I have heard about it. But, like, his is, like, really high level. He really needs some treatment.
0: <clears throat> I thought you would like that he has an entire cabinet full of just soap. He's very clean. Oh,
1: I, are, I like it how not only clean, but, like, kind of organized he was.
0: Extremely organized.
1: I might be a little bit OCD. I was going
0: to say, are you sure? Cause
1: he, I mean,
0: because he packs a suitcase extremely well. His yeah, kitchen's I'm not, I'm very not, tidy. I'm
1: jealous because he's better <clears> than me. <throat> I wish. I would be happy on his house, though.
0: But he also works from home, so I feel like that makes it easier for him.
1: I don't know about that.
0: I don't know. But the core question that I have for you, if we're just talking about his character as a whole, is he is no doubt an asshole. Let's just call it what it is. Mm-hmm. There are as many traits of him that are certainly a hole
2: mm.
0: However... I also think the movie makes a strong case that he's actually very lovable, but he has a hard time expressing that. And it makes his life essentially a living hell because of that yeah. constant mental turmoil that he has. So my question for you then on him is, though he's an asshole, did you ultimately find him to be lovable or have any sort of redemption oh,
1: yeah. to him? I did. I think so. I never, like I said, I never hated him. I like him. I like him. I never disliked him. Like, I disliked some things that he did.
0: Such as?
1: Throwing the dog on the trash. If he throw a human, it would be okay. I'm kidding (laughs) humans that are out there listening, but, you know, a dog? No.
0: What other things did you like that he did?
1: Uh, Taking care of the dog, even though he kind of, like, hated doing it because of, (laughs) like, at the beginning, you know, just, like... I love. He the... has never had something or someone at his house, and yeah. he accepted to take care of the dog. So I thought that was cute. He accepted just the fact that, like, after he started getting a little bit more sweet with with the dog thing, just the fact that he was open to try to be <clears throat> a better person, to be able to have a relationship, mm-hmm. that says a lot.
0: I also think, uh, so I think a couple of things that just sparked just now. Uh, one, it is interesting that he has like all these sort of despicable traits and whatnot, but he actually makes a very successful living writing romance novels, yeah. specifically tailored to women. Yeah. And yet he can't connect with one to save because his life. Because
1: it shows that he <clears throat> has the loving part on him but he just is not able to socialize and well to put Um, it out there so writing is totally different than acting on it
0: very true uh gotta throw one of the greatest quotes in the movie i'm not saying i agree with it screen speak but i mean if we're talking like really top quotable stuff from movies uh the part where he goes into the publisher to ask for his publisher's doctor for the boy and the one secretary scene, she's like, can I just ask you a question, <laughs> please? And he's like, oh, Jesus. And she's like, how do you write women so well? And still to this day, it puts a smile on my face because it's delivered by Jack Nicholson is when he says, I, I, I think of a man and I take away reason and accountability. <laughs> and she just has like the, the craziest look. <laughs> and then just goes in the <laughs> elevator and boom. It's like that is a mic drop moment if I've ever seen one. Sorry, women out there. I'm not saying I agree with him, but it is funny. <laughs> now, I want to touch on the dog quick. I love when the dog. To me, to me, the dog is definitely a character in the movie um, because it, it it's a, it's the instrument of the movie that brings out his kind of soft spot that eventually does extend to the people that mm-hmm, are in his mm-hmm. life. Uh, but I love. I could almost like see like a short film of this is when the dog first comes into his place. I love that whole sequence. He's looking for it, you know. He's kind of like, Ugh, is it around? And the and the dog. I wonder how they trained them to to do uh-huh. that on camera. God knows how many takes that would take to do that. But I just yeah. love when the dog's there, and you can tell that it's feeding off of his energy. Of like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here, mm-hmm. and I don't think this guy likes me, you know. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, we don't have any dog food here. We don't want no dog food here.
1: <laughs> it's comical. Yeah, poor little thing.
0: But it is eventually super cute when he starts to realize, oh shit, I actually really really like this dog, and <laughs> that the,
1: dog really really likes him more it than his owner. Walks in the sidewalk. Yeah, just like him. <laughs> that so dog, that dogs get as crazy as him.
0: This movie has such a a sweet underbelly to it. Uh, I mean, since we're talking about pets, I thought that analogy was appropriate, but it it, it really does because there's so many just genuine moments of heart in this movie amidst all the comedy and everything else that i I really really like um but anyways more more on melvin here in a second melvin also i I touched on how he's like cynical and whatnot you could say he has like a very sort of pessimistic hate hateful outlook towards (laughs) life but i think it's funny now i don't know if you always think this because sometimes in our own personal life izola tells me i can be a bit of a pessimist and i do it sometimes as like humorful or like i try to be humorful with it sometimes but izola doesn't pick up on that because and... it's not funny but see sometimes it is to me mm-hmm. and i'm like i just like you never you never pick up on no
1: one the movie i thought it was
0: but, but not me <laughs> sometimes Jordan sometimes <laughs> I don't know I just like I, I I seem to gravitate towards characters in movies that say dark things but with an edge of humor to it I, I yeah. really really he enjoy really, it because really it's just I think on a, on a side of myself it's relatable but then it just feels more real to me humor wise than something that's a little less you know hard around the edges yeah uh, okay. Uh, what did you think of Greg Kinnear? Who's Greg Kinnear? Uh, Greg Kinnear plays Simon, the neighbor that is the guy oh, yeah, yeah. who does the paintings. What I
1: think about the actor?
0: Actor, the character, the whole thing.
1: I don't know about the actor because, again, I don't know him. The character was, I liked him. Mm-hmm. was sad, but he puts up cute. with a lot. Yeah. I mean, first, the beginning in the <clears throat> beginning he seems to be just like a breach guy that doesn't really mm-hmm. care and stuff, but
0: I think one thing that I think of with, with his character that I think Greg Kinnear portrayed really well in it is well, A, just how brutal it is to, you know, have like a house robbery happen and have your life basically be shattered in one single moment. Yeah. But I don't know, like, the the way they wrote his character and the plot with it of him essentially losing his livelihood and having to, you know, dr- go home to try to beg for money from his parents. I don't want to comment on that just yet, but I do think of the subject of just how, like you said, you commented how he's seemingly well off from the beginning and you assume he's fine, but all it really takes is
1: I mean, one think, one
0: thing yeah. to happen I mean, granted, life change. I mean, he has to go to the hospital. He almost probably died mm-hmm. from it. But it can all be taken away. It can all be taken away in a moment. And as proud as some people are, I'm sure, after they achieve money in their lives, it can bring a person down to their most basic human form. And so I think about that with, with his with his character and everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you had a thought on that.
1: Yeah, I think he he did, like, <clears throat> it really shows... That life can change too quick.
0: I also really enjoyed how he...
1: both of them, because it's like, it changed his life, but it also changed his neighbor
0: life. Exactly. I actually really like the neighborly aspect to the movie. That eventually comes through. Yeah. We should all strive, I think, to just try to be more neighborly to each other. Not just, like, in our own neighborhoods. A beautiful day day in in the the neighborhood. Would you you be be mine? mine? Could you be mine?
1: Yes, we should be.
0: It's a good movie. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks. Check it out now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. Another thing I wanted to uh, touch on with Greg Kinnear, uh, the character Simon. I thought he did an incredible job internalizing the struggle of what it must feel like to be somebody that's gay. But knows what society at the time thinks of him mm-hmm. and still is owning it but not, like, flaunting it everywhere and, like, doing everything like that. I just thought he, he had a really fine line to walk with that because yeah. so I don't think playing a, a character of, the, of a different sexuality is easy. Um, so I always actually really commend actors that are able to walk that line and, and not be offensive to the to the sex that they're portraying. Yeah. Um, what did you think? He
1: did. He did it really well. He was like you said. Like he was gay, you could tell, but was not like. Yeah, he was natural.
0: Yes, uh, I also like Cuba Gooding Jr. in the movie. Uh, he's his art dealer friend, mm-hmm. the one that tries to. Mm-hmm. I I like the. Oh, that
1: that one is really cool because he's like <laughs> so sweet and like nice, but at the same time. He learned with his grandma to be really tough.
0: Yeah, he's like, I, like, he's like I came from hell, homeboy. He's like, I will mess you up. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I admire that in a person. <clears throat> I think we were talking about that recently on a totally different subject. But it is hard to just stand up to people.
2: Sure,
0: yeah. Especially people you care about.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Not saying I would want to go that far and, like, yank someone out of their apartment when they open the door and, like, put them in a corner. I think it's funny. But still, uh, it's something to be admired. Now, some of the other themes that this movie has is that I feel like it's trying to sort of show people finding love in their lives or ultimately acceptance. You know, you have Jack Nicholson. He's... I think just wanting to make a genuine connection with someone and make sense of his life amidst all his crazy OCD stuff. Um, Greg Kinnear, he's wanting to be accepted fully for being gay and to be able to support himself through his passion, which is art. Uh, Helen, the waitress, she has struggles as being a, a single mother. Uh, with a boy that has autoimmune disorders uh, and also just struggling <clears throat> to make a connection with someone as a single mother. Yeah. Uh, which they have that one weird guy that, like, remember, like, that tall kind of douchey guy, and, like, he, like, oh, starts yeah, licking her, they're... he, like, licks her head, and yeah. he's all upset that he can't just get any action.
1: Yeah, because the kid is sick, and she has to, like, go there, take care of him.
0: So just on the subject of, like, finding love and, and happiness and everything like that... <clears throat> I guess that's probably my favorite part of the movie is that especially going to Melvin Udall, Jack Nicholson, he's so flawed and he does things that push people away constantly. And yet he's able to break through almost barely with uh, Helen Hunt's character. And and I don't know. I just I, I kind of like to ask you, Isola, like, do you think that, you know, like there's hope for everybody, even like people that you know, treat others badly? Like, do we always just assume they do it because they're just a straight a-hole or maybe they have things going on in their life? Like, where's the I have, where's the hope, I guess?
1: I have a strong tendency of trying to, to understand what's going on with people and to think that... To try to think that people are not just mean, that sometimes there is a reason behind, that we are, like, essentially deep inside good things you know like a dog (laughs) like a cat like just supposed to be good and supposed to be nice but because of circumstances or diseases or like mental health or whatever we just are not sometimes so i don't think he like i think that there is hope there is hope i don't know if we are patient enough to See for that, and sometimes people are not wanting to change either. So,
0: I think change is actually a
1: because he, like I said in the beginning, he was like actively trying to change,
0: mm-hmm. although
1: he was failing a lot <laughs> every time. Like she said, every time he said some, try to, I think you said every time you he would try to do something sweet, he would just not know how to do it's so funny like
0: or it's like he would do something sweet and then the and very right next instant yeah. he'd mess it up
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> with he's his trying, mouth but
1: he just doesn't know how to <clears throat> and it takes time for you to learn to become a good person
0: i love how he gets you almost see he's giddy like a kid when he goes on that trip to new hampshire and he's like, I got the whole trip program. I I got it, and like he's trying to have fun with it, and he has like CDs for all the moods. And I'm like, oh, that's like that's so sweet. It genuinely yeah. is.
1: He did his job the way that he thought he, he should do.
0: And actually, I just thought of this because uh, I didn't think about it before. But <laughs> with if we're talking about like you, you touched on change. A moment ago like a person like mm-hmm. you know actively wanting to change or maybe not accepting that things are changing mm-hmm. I actually look back at the character Simon again uh, because his world gets whole all rocked from uh, a house robbery and being beaten nearly to death and, and all these different things but <clears throat> you know and this is a spoiler but I, again this movie's been out since 97 so you've had your time um, they go on this trip to try to get uh, money from his his parents. Uh, who he's a, has a strange relationship with to begin with. But then ultimately he ends up coming back from it without the money, without anything. And it's just like, no, like uh, this is where my life is at right now. And I'm going to land on my feet. And if I lose my apartment, if I lose my livelihood, then so be it. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, I thought that was beautiful because so many people, this, this relates I'm sure to a lot of people out there, but it's like we've all had a family member that, has probably fallen on a hard time before or we know a friend that has you know tried to borrow money or things like that and and most of these things aren't talked about openly in public anyway it's a it's a very sensitive topic with a lot of people especially if it's between family members Um, but to to actually like just kind of not own up but just be so letting go and just like accepting and just trusting that somehow i'm gonna be okay oh yeah and it might not be in my plan or like what i thought would be the right way but i'm just gonna trust it and it and it works and then for him it does because uh jack nicholson he you know rather than trying to have him go look for some other like friend to stay at or something like that he's like i got this big apartment i'm your neighbor i have a big room right here bunk up with me for a little bit
2: yeah i'm
0: like that's that's wonderful and then, like, you can tell, like, he, like, he made sure they took the trouble to set up his room as, like, comfortable for yeah. himself. So it didn't just feel like he's, like, imposing on him. Yeah. It's so sweet. It can make you cry. Honestly. So anyways, all all, the, all that sweetness just gets to me because I'm a big and, and at, at mm-hmm. my core. Uh, <clears throat> okay. I got to talk about the quote uh, that I put into the vow of our wedding is... I quoted in our vows, you make me want to be a better man. I started off the vows actually with that.
1: As he said, he's a sweet.
0: I'd like to think so. Now, the reason that moment resonates with me is because I think, one, it just shows a man being truly sensitive and vulnerable as in a moment when it's probably extremely uncomfortable for him to be. And I think that's actually really inspiring for a lot of men to show vulnerability like that and be so open with it. Mm-hmm. But then also I think it says a lot about humility in a person, like yeah. that you're you're not too big to to admit that you have problems, but that you could look to somebody, you know, with hope and and faith and know that like this person somehow just kind of is going to be there and, and understand all my shortcomings and everything like that and makes you want to work harder. It's it's so beautiful to me and it's one of my favorite movie quotes. So I, I, had to, I had to include movies somewhere, but I wanted to get your thoughts on the quote and then, you know, just, you know, yeah, your thoughts on that.
1: So I loved the quote when I heard it at The Vows and uh, I was wanting to watch the movie to see where it came from. At The Vows, it made sense and like, for me, knowing when, like everything, how much you, you are always trying to be a better person, it totally makes sense. And but then when I heard, when I watched the movie, and when I saw it, <coughs> it, it was even more beautiful for me because the circumstances, like you said, like he showed vulnerability on a time where it probably was not even common for a man.
0: And, and he had almost blown at the moment before. Yeah. By commenting on her dress.
1: Yeah, but also that's what this that was the second thing that I was going to say. He so she asked for a compliment. And that was a compliment that he gave her. And for and then that's a woman talking. Like we are always expecting or at least that's what most men come with the cliche like, Oh, you are beautiful, oh I like your eyes. Oh, I like your hair. Oh, I like your butt. Oh I like, <coughs> and it's not bad to hear that things, but so cliché. So like, oh really? I have a mirror. I don't well, need you to al- say it's that. It's also a surface level compliment. Exactly. So that's what I was going to get there. Like, it's something that you can really be like, wow. So like, I am a human, not just a a, a woman, because it's above that. Just a human that inspire another human and that's like our job here so she could have died right after
0: <laughs> i i agree and i think the the moment in the film's handled beautifully i like that there's actually like a a pause or a bit of a break in the moment they don't just cut the scene right away they kind of let it breathe for a minute um very very good lets it resonate with the audience and and then the character uh, by helen hunt so i think it's absolutely great And then I also love, uh, I do love the ending, though some would say that it falls on the corny side because he's, you know, making a mad dash. He's like, he's got to go get her before he loses her. It's played the death in so many romantic movies, but I still like that he does it. Uh, I like that, you know, he he just wants to go on a walk with her just to kind of, you know, give it a shot once again. It's still painful for him because like, he has trouble with the sidewalks and, and walking with the cracks and stuff. But you can still tell that there is a really conscious effort being made. And then I think it's sweet. He takes her to a bakery that yeah. that has fresh rolls. And I don't. I think we've talked about that because you didn't know that bakeries would open that early.
1: I mean, in Brazil, they open really early, but I didn't know they would open that early here. I thought they would start cooking, but not opening.
0: Well, they're in New York in the movie, so I'm sure that helps.
1: Yeah, like they have things going on 24-7. All
0: right, final thoughts on As Good As It Gets before we move into part two of this podcast, which is all wedding breakdown, or just wedding breakdown. It kind
1: of gave some spoiler with Nicole a little bit. So, you want my final thoughts?
0: On just the movie. Yeah.
1: Mm, I think, I mean.
0: I know you didn't, like, love it. I, I think yeah, you appreciated I was gonna, it. I
1: appreciated it. I can see why someone like Jordan really likes it. And, like, I think people would like. It's just hard for me because I have trouble concentrating. And it's more slow. In the <clears> slow <throat> kind, I would say. It's, low well, it's a of it's, things.
0: It's a character-focused movie.
1: Yeah. So, and it's kind of slow. I don't know how to explain. There's not a lot of, like, big emotional moments that make your heart beat and accelerate and kind of keep you, like, <clears throat> what's next kind of thing. So, it's really, the feelings throughout the movie is kind of stable. It has some apps, but not, like, a lot. Anyway, but I really, I like it, the, the movie and... Uh, I like talking about it too with you because I'm kind of lazy people so I watch the movie <laughs> and after watching I just want to okay bye done let's move on in life and like Jordan right after starts asking me questions about the movie and I'm like hey it was fine <clears throat> and then I'm just like want to stop talking about it and go to bed but after a while when like you say you sleep on it and just like kind of think about it and like talk with someone that has thought more about the movie than you you kind of see things that you didn't see so i appreciated our talk about that
0: i would say that I'm not, I'm not saying i think this way on as good as it gets but you did touch on how there are certain movies where you might watch it and be like yeah it was pretty good and then you just kind of you know walk away from it and then you let it gestate a little bit and you think about it and you're like, Oh, okay. There were some little things. I've certainly seen movies like that for me. This movie isn't like that. I I just think there's a lot I was able to pick up on right away. Jack Nicholson is like, he really rises to the top for me in this movie. It's one of my favorite performances by him. Uh, This also I think comes from the person in a lens that I've seen a lot of his body of work prior to that. I mean, granted, the movie was in 97, but hey, I've I've been alive since 91, so I saw Jack Nicholson movies when I was a kid. I did. Uh, And I'd since seen movies after the fact. I didn't see it right when it came out in 97. But the point is that I had other movies to compare it with, and so that helped. Uh, I also really appreciated it just strictly from a writing perspective. I thought all the characters in the movie, while not being many, are very well fleshed out. They feel like individuals. They feel lived in.
1: I like it that they didn't
0: have a lot of people. No. I actually think I told you before that I could see, like, this movie feels very much like a stage play, almost in a way, because it is set with a very, like, finite amount of characters. They're not in too many different settings, so if a stage production ever wanted to try to do, like, a Broadway version of this, I actually would probably eat it up and watch it. Uh, though I'm sure any actor would be terrified to try to fill the shoes of Jack Nicholson because that's a pretty tough act to follow. Um, But anyways, last thing I'll say about the movie is that I think it's endearing. I think it's a movie that, like Izola said, it might not have, like, super high ups or super high downs, but it has just a really solid center to it. Mm -hmm. And there's just lots of moments where you might not, like, openly, like, ha-ha-ha-ha-ha laugh, but you'll still smile or mm-hmm. chuckle and be like, oh, that was clever. And there's just a lot of moments like that peppered throughout the movie that, to me, stand the test of time and stick. Uh, and, and that's why, to me, this movie is a classic. It's a romantic comedy classic, in my opinion. Uh, and I definitely think if you haven't seen it by this point, uh, it's definitely worth seeing. But all that said, I think it's time that we talk about our wedding. Let's get personal. Let's do this. Uh, we're married. We're married. Yeah. Officially, sacramentally, not just on paper.
1: That's the real deal now. I was joking with him before the church wedding that if he wanted to divorce, we would just go to the court, but now if he wants to divorce, we will go to hell. So, <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get rid of me now.
0: So, I want to go I want to go way back on this. I'm not going to go crazy, but I want to go back First, on the thought of marriage. Oh
2: my god. But, like,
0: before you met me, before anything like that, did you always want to get married?
1: For a long time in my life, I didn't. I mean, a long time, seems like I'm a 100. When I, I think like, like 102, for, maybe, tra-da. right? <laughs> <laughs> when I, I think until like 15 ish, I didn't because I saw a lot of failed marriages and I thought every marriage would be a failure. So I didn't. But then I felt in love with someone. And then what I thought it was love anyway. So I was like hoping to build a family. And I also met a couple of families that were good families. And that worked out and marriages and stuff. So I started having hopes that I would maybe be able to find someone that would make marriage be worth it. So yeah, I guess that's how i felt
0: before did you on the on the on the side of that like did you ever you You
1: have to answer
0: well uh, what was my question see my memory's terrible Uh, i'm just i'm just kidding i know the question i know the question Uh, uh i think i always thought i wanted to be married uh from an early age i think there may have been a time in my life where i was just sort of open to whatever the possibility was like if I was single for forever then so be it uh, I didn't I didn't have a, a lot of luck with uh, women growing up quite frankly like my first real girlfriend wasn't until uh, like my f- you know technically third year of college uh, so I, w- I would say I was a late bloomer on that front so I didn't really have high hopes uh, but I think I always wanted to mm-hmm now, my my other question I had for you, though, was outside of, like, the do I want to be married or don't want to be, assuming you did, because I think you did, what was your thought on, like, the wedding itself? Because I feel like, at least from a guy, we always hear that women are always thinking about their dress from an early age. They're always sort of planning yeah. things out in their heads. I didn't know if you had expectations of... The day no. and everything like that.
1: No, I didn't have a, a lot of. I know, like you said, I know people that knew like everything that they wanted, how they wanted, like the readings, like everything. I didn't. The only thing I thought about was like just hoping I would find someone that would be, would be like good enough for marriage, like that would be a good man and a good husband. But the wedding itself, I didn't like you know uh that even like I didn't even know if I wanted to have like the party the celebration not celebration day reception and stuff I knew I want to have the ceremony and the uh religious part of it I knew I wanted that but I didn't know about the rest of it so
0: what, why why didn't you know
1: I don't know I didn't I didn't know if it would be like necessary but I'm glad we did
0: I mean, is it strictly money?
1: No, was not. I think it's just... <laughs> it's just... She
0: keeps trying to pick my face. I
1: was trying to clean. I think that She's was been on trying... her
0: forehead. She's been Listen. trying to do it for 20 minutes now, folks. And I'm not. trying to, like, mouth at the mic. I'm like, please <laughs> stop doing that while I'm I recording. I was
1: not speaking. Was f- I mean, I was, but then I stopped and that was a I thing. love the
0: contradiction. I <laughs> wasn't up. doing it, but I totally was. Stop doing it.
1: Stop. I was picking him but then I stopped because he Can got mad. Can you not
0: focus enough on just the conversation? But
1: then he had a black thing on his head. Head and I was trying
0: to. I just got <laughs> assaulted. She just slapped was, my freaking head. I was trying
1: to clean
0: it. Stop.
1: See, people, marriage is so good. Get married. It's it great. has
0: to be off. You've just rubbed it off my face like Let five me, times. Wait, people, Do excuse me. In, freaking intermission, because <laughs> oh my god. Okay, go ahead. Can you focus?
1: Are you this <laughs>
0: part? I no, I'm not. I'm keeping it in. This wait, is real. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. It was insane, like her eyes kept going up to my forehead, like I'm talking and I'm like, I don't think you're fully listening.
1: Because there's a black thing on your forehead. Anyway.
0: Easily distractible, jeez. <laughs>
1: I know that I'm hard to concentrate. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Alright, let's
0: test your memory. What were we just talking about?
1: I was saying that I don't know why it was not only about money. Of course, maybe it was also, but like, not only. I think it's more because like the party is not like was not as important to me as as Tom Jordan. The party wasn't as important to me as the ceremony and as the marriage itself. It's just like it's it's a big thing, it's a big moment, it's a big day. Yeah. But <clears throat> on the big scale of thing
0: is nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think for myself, like, just strictly on, like, the cosmetic front, you know, the outfits and the decorations and all that stuff, I, I certainly fall under more of the guy category where we don't ask ask any guy out there. They might try to give you a line and just be like, oh, yeah, I really did care about the head table and the flowers. Great. I'm sure you did. Here's what I cared about. I cared about getting married. I cared about it being with the people in my life that are most important to me. And like you, I cared about the spiritual side, everything else between that. It's just sort of, I'm sure it'll look nice. And if it's not perfect, whatever. Uh, But we'll just kind of figure it out. And I can certainly tell you, especially early on in the planning process, once we started getting into it, I did have more expectation, but then as the process continued, and you just get swamped into the details. And so many details that you don't even realize. And you're just like, I don't really even know if I care about this at this point. Because I'm just tired. Because I've worked yeah. all day. And I'm now having to deal with all this. There were so many things I felt towards the towards the end of it that just ultimately didn't matter in the end. That I thought would. So I was surprised about that. Uh, but we have been planning this wedding since... I would say I would say it really started when you came here in February of 2022. Yeah. Like actively started. Like we knew about it before.
1: I mean, we started working on the religious part when we were when I was in Brazil and like doing the meetings with our priests and everything, so. But like planning the actual day and like what was going to happen where, when like February this year. So basically six months, which is not
0: usual. Do you remember what the first step in our planning was? Like Find the place. That was the very first place. No, the, we like decided the, the church.
1: No, we decided the church and the priest and then the venue.
0: Yeah, the venue was definitely the earlier one. And that was one piece of advice I know we received from a few people is that once you sort of lock that in, the rest is not easy, but it... It eliminates some of the difficulty because you just know ultimately where it's going to be. Like, you lock a day, you get the venue, you book that. The rest of it, you just kind of have to fill it in. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because once you lock the venue, you lock you rent the venue, you just get to know details about the venue and, like, then they will kind of guide you, like, do you need to have, like, bakery from somewhere? Do you need to have bar from somewhere? Do you need to have uh, the buffet from somewhere, like, so...
0: Yeah, and, and, and I mean, I'm just going to try to rapid-fire all the details that I remember going through, but, you know, you talked about the venue. There's a church. There's the floral arrangements. There's the cake. There's our outfits. Um, there's the manor... DJ. Yeah, there's the, there's a DJ. There's the... Uh, we were lucky enough to have an event, uh, event manager that was included with where we did the venue at, so... That was, oh, you know, so. a piece of it because we had to have meetings with them, um, talking about the food, how the how the tables were going to be arranged, where like the guest book's going to be, how we want the guest book to be. Even um, then, there's uh, like just the manner of like the bridal shower, and there's a bachelor party, um, there's uh, the rehearsal dinner, uh, there's details with that, and uh, I, I mean, uh, I, I'm what? It's not yeah, I mean, I and, and that's the thing. I'm not even saying all of it. I know there's more. Oh, yeah. There's the invitations. Yeah. There was a website that we had to build. Dessert. Dessert. Appetizers. Appetizers. Yeah. Um, thinking of, I'm trying to think of one more thing to add, and I can't think of why photographer. it's... Photographer? No, I already said the photographer. Um, I can't think of it. If, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll have to bring it up. But all the planning aside, we got married on...
1: When, Jordan?
0: I'm asking you. I asked you the question first. Oh,
1: I know. You are the one that (laughs) has no memory, so I'm testing you.
0: September 24th. Which year? Of this year. (laughs) What did you think I was going to say? 1991? (laughs) When I was born? Little baby? Yeah. No. Good job. Um, So, between February and that, we got all that done. And I would say, all things considered, we did well. Yeah. I mean we I don't wanna like be like egotistical and give myself a pat on the back, but all things considered but you
1: can give myself because I did most.
0: She definitely handled more of the details. Oh, that's the thing I remember, uh, uh, as far as another detail. Well the registry. Uh, yeah. The registry is a freaking piece of work. And, oh, and the guest list. Oh yeah. I wanna talk. Let, let, let's, let's touch on that guest list for a second. Because that is definitely something that I don't think some couples are probably honest with each other about is the the actual real arguments that'll likely come up in the process i think if you unless
1: you have unlimited money
0: yeah and that because that's the thing most most arguments people like to say like oh it's just we don't agree on inviting this person or that decoration bull it all comes down to money everything that you do at the wedding is a cost and right down to the to the person that you invite they're a cost. One person's like 40 bucks or, or however much it's it is. a lot more than that. But. Right. But you understand my point is that mm-hmm. every single person is a cost. Mm-hmm. And, and so on the subject of the guest list, that was one of the challenges I had at first because my list, I would still argue it wasn't big. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you have to be reasonable with money. But like I think of the list that we had at first was like. I don't know, like, no! Oh no! God! Yes, it was. Not the very no, that's not true. That's not true. The very first list I had was around 125 people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was around 125 people, and you know we looked at it and like. And then you, I want to die. She kind of lost her patience with me. It was going like, oh my god, like it's too big, and like I was just like, hey, this is the draft. This isn't final. So relax because we're gonna make cuts. So like, don't worry about it. Uh, and then that's, but then that's challenging though, because you, you think that stuff doesn't matter. You're like, well, like it doesn't really matter. Like all the people that are there. But I think even, even for someone like myself, it's like, I'm not that popular. And the list was larger than even I thought, because I know more people than I think I do. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You think you don't, but then you start going through your mind and, like, you start really, like, writing these names down and adding them. And you're just like, okay, oh, yep, I want them. Oh, yep, them, and them, and them, and them. And none of this was even including your family.
1: Yeah. That's what I was like, what?
0: Too much. I, I was good. I know. But we worked, we worked it out and did it. Um, so let's talk about our days.
2: What do you mean?
0: Our days of the wedding. Like, you know, I want to talk about our perspectives. Because we did the classic thing where the night before I slept in the, the uh, wedding suite that we were at. Because this was at a hotel. Uh, Izola stayed with her matron of honor. And, got it wasn't your mom in the room, too. And my mom, yeah. Yes. So I thought we could talk about our perspectives from the morning uh, that we woke up for the wedding to the moment that we got uh, together at the altar. Mm. Start with you.
1: Oh, my gosh we 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 stayed in different rooms in the same floor though but in different rooms and like i remember that i was just hoping i could get a good night of sleep i went to the bedroom i just like went to bed kind of as early as i could i don't remember what time but i think like 11 ish we just went to bed, all of us, cause we knew we would. I had to be on the hair appointment at eight thirty on the other day, so I was like just trying to sleep early. I didn't sleep really well, but I slept with my mom, so it was kind of cute to just share the bed with her and like hug her the first thing as I woke up, and like started getting ready to go to the hair appointment. Should I just say the whole thing before?
0: Everything. Okay. Details.
1: I went to the hair appointment. We were supposed to be there at eight. No, at eight thirty, and we got there like eight ten. We just got there, like they started. My friend Chris was there, and my middle phone owner was with me. Her husband went to get us breakfast, and we stayed there. We started getting ready. And she started doing. The lady started doing my hair, and they. The breakfast came, so I ate. And I was feeling really calm and really good at that point. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't worried. I wasn't anxious. I was just fine. Totally fine. I was impressed how fine I was. Uh, And then I went back to the hotel and then, where I was going to have my makeup done and finish getting ready. So I did start my makeup after my mom was done. I started doing my makeup. I mean, the lady started doing my makeup. And then we had some mimosas and, like, was there. My mom, Jordan's mom, my maid of honor, my friend Chris, the makeup girl. And Andy, like, my maid of honor's husband, was there. Like, he was, I said that he was the best man of the bride. So he was kind of, like, my best man <laughs> because he was just helping us with everything. So he was there taking care of everything that we needed, taking care of my mom, too, who doesn't speak English. So, like, they were assisting her with everything, like, breakfast, uh, medication that she needed, everything. While I was, like, just kind of focusing on myself, being selfish for one day. And, yeah, so I was really calm. Everything was going really smooth and beautiful until my maid of honor accidentally burned my veil and that was like a really hard moment for all of us i kind of freaked out i cried like i had i tried to control my reaction because i knew she didn't do it because she wanted to like she was trying to help but i couldn't control because my veil was really important for me but like her and her husband just acted on it and they literally bought me a new veil on the day of my wedding and it was actually the veil that I wanted, like, because I have tried the veil that they actually bought for the wedding day, I have tried it before, I didn't buy it because I decided to buy the dress in another place, so I just bought the veil too in another place, but then when I, when I, when I saw that they find they got, like, the veil that I really wanted, after all, I was just, like, I just felt grateful when, like, everything happens for a reason, you know. I guess I needed to have that veil. And then, like, my poor maid of honor, like, started crying. She was stressed out by the facts. and But as my mother-in-law said, he, uh, she says that, like, it has one thing has to go wrong. So I was glad that that was the thing that went wrong because it was fixed. And after that, everything went smooth again. And I think it also just was a way to strengthen my relationship with my maid of honor because like I literally saw her like doing the best she could to make sure I had what I wanted to have on that day so if I start talking about her and her husband my best man (laughs) if I start talking about them like we will be a whole podcast just about them because they were like awesome with us and like the wedding would not have happened without them. It was just like perfect. It was just perfect and they made it be. As I told them, they were like God was present, but uh and God like used them because I could just feel feel God and hear God and like see God's hands through them. So through their actions. So it was really good. I felt really blessed to have them. So after the Veil incident, we kinda like missed it some time because like I was doing my makeup and then I started crying. So I had to stop doing my makeup and get myself back together. And then when I finally got myself back together, we finished my makeup, but then we were like without a lot of time. So we kinda I kinda had to rush to to go to get my she got ready, finished getting ready, taking the pictures, and going to the church. So I was going to put the dress on the hotel, but I ended up putting the dress in the church, just because we didn't have time anymore. So, but it was not like bad. Like we were on time, a little bit late, but basically on time. And and like when we got to the church, I was not on the dress yet, but I was ready. So, uh. We were, like, kind of trying to hide from Jordan, so it was kind of fun, you know, like, kind of funny too. like, we got through the back door, and, like, we had the priest come and open the door for us. It felt like it's just kind of funny, like, we were hiding, and it's really cute, actually, because we, we had to walk through doors of the church that I have never even imagined existed. It was kind of cool to get to the bridal room without having anybody see me it was kind of hard. Yeah, but we made that happen. I finished getting dre- my dress. I got my bouquet. It was really nice to see my bouquet for the first time because I just loved it. The floral did a really good job with the bouquets and especially with mine. And yeah, so I finally got ready. And then I heard that Jordan was not yet up there waiting for me. I'm like, what the hell? Where is the husband? Find the husband and make sure the groom is ready and ask him to go up there and my maid of honor also and again went there and made it happen (laughs) she was just like you better go upstairs and wait for her up there because she's ready (laughs) so yeah i will let you say your part until you saw me walking down the aisle.
0: um i'm trying to think so I'll just start with the night before because I think that's where you had started with basically saying like where you were sleeping and whatnot. Um, I know how I was feeling the night before. Uh, It wasn't on the same level as you. I actually was, uh, I don't know if stress is the right word, but I, I think I was overloaded. And that's, this is a part of my personality that not everybody is honestly aware of. I don't really talk about it that much because even it surprises me sometimes. I'm a pretty social person. Uh, clearly, I, I have a podcast where I talk I uh, hopefully talk with people, not just myself. Uh, I talk a lot in, in my day job and do stuff, but... I think, like, everything leading up to the wedding with, like, family coming to town and, like, people kind of fussing over, like, last details and everyone trying to get everything right, I was pretty well overloaded when it came to, like, just everything. Like, not like I would be, like, snappy or, like, snap at somebody, but when I get to places like that, I, honest to God, just want to be left alone because I, I need that space to myself sometimes just to be able to process feel like I have some time to myself to, you know, to just be, to just be, you know, and, and not be pulled in a bunch of different directions. It's, it's important. And so the timing of that was good because, you know, the night before the rehearsal dinner, like I actually was looking forward to being alone. I, I, honest to God was not that I wasn't excited to, to be with the, you know, the love of my life and be married. Uh, but I was exci- I was I was happy to be alone that night and it was good because I was able to just go up to our wedding suite. Uh, our, our master bath in there, there was like a jacuzzi thing in there. Not like one of those like heart shaped jacuzzi tubs, nothing weird like that, but just a normal tub. And so I just, I drew myself a bath. Um, I think I had a beer. Um, it was an easy Eddie, I want to say, I just had it by the bathtub and no, no music or anything really. I just, I just kind of soaked and I just sat with my thoughts basically just trying to think of everything. Like did I miss anything is everywhere, everybody where they need to be. I was just kind of mulling over last minute details in the tub. Uh, but then I also was trying to quiet my mind too, a little bit, um, you know, so, so that, I don't know really how long that took. I, I don't take baths actually for very long. I was in it for maybe like 10, 15 minutes tops. Cause I, I keep the tub hot. I like to, I like to burn. I like to cook a little bit. So it means I don't need to do it that long. Uh, but anyways, that said <clears throat> I get out and then I knew like at that point I, my mind was like still racing, but I'm like, I, I knew I had a full day ahead of me. So I'm like, I better go. I better go to sleep. So I go in bed. Um, and honestly, I slept horribly. I, 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 I I did. I, I, I slept, I slept absolutely, uh, terribly because my mind just couldn't switch off. It, It just, it wouldn't switch off. I was thinking of the weight of it all. And like, this is the wedding. I know like I'd signed the legal paperwork before because of her immigrant situation and whatnot, but that to me wasn't marriage. That was just satisfying the state and our government. Marriage is doing it before God in front of our friends and family, and witness like the whole production like that's marriage, so I'm thinking about all that, and just naturally, I just I couldn't sleep. I think that night I maybe got all of like honestly maybe four hours of sleep if that and and that's pushable it's terrible and then more 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 stressful on me is when I did get up in the morning, it was probably like seven fifteen I want to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, showered and stuff, but like, if you sleep like crap, the, you know, the night before, if you're, if you're sleep deprived, you know, it. if you've ever been sleep deprived once, you'll know what that feels like. Again, your eyes just feel kind of heavy. You feel a little, almost grimy. Uh, you just don't feel all collected in yourself. You're not thinking as clear. And so I definitely felt that. And so I got freaked out a little bit. Cause I was like, Oh geez. I'm like, I have a whole like big day ahead of me. Like we had this whole reception planned out. I can't like just like how you can't like go to the reception and then be like, it's like seven 30 big. Like, okay guys, I'm tired. I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I'm like, my, she will kill me. She, she will leave me immediately if that happens. So I was a little nervous for that. Um, but then luckily I remembered that Andy, which is, uh, he's man. Well, yeah, so Isola calls her, Jesus, Isola calls him her, her best man. man. That's throwing me off. Uh, but he had gotten me a Red Bull the night before because he remembered that I said that I like Red Bull. He was being nice. He gave it to me. So I'm like, oh, thank God. So he gave me Red Bull. I had that. Went down and had hotel breakfast. I actually felt lonely at first uh, because it was just me at first. I, I think I told my like my, my groomsmen, Can you see me? Yeah, yes. Yes, I was. But not not necessarily that I actually was I, I was a little peeved at my best man to be perfectly honest at that moment because he was running late. And I was like, Jesus, I'm like, it's my wedding day. You couldn't you couldn't make an effort to be on time. I admit I was getting kind of salty about that. But but then uh, I saw my mom uh, and her sister, my aunt. They happened to be down there. They're like, oh, should we, like, see you? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'm like, you come sit. Like, have have breakfast. It's fine. You guys can see me. Uh, So then they showed up. And then eventually um, my best man showed up. My groomsmen, one of my groomsmen showed up. The other ones were on the way. So people were coming. And then I was having enough coffee and waffles and eggs. And it was a buffet style, so I stuffed my face. Um, But then... Uh, but then you know we're we're just trying to kind of figure out like okay like what do we do? And I knew that a couple of them were still on the way, so I was like, let's just go back up to my wedding suite. I don't really know. I don't think we're supposed to go to like the get ready room just yet. Where like the photographer is going to take pictures of us pretending to get ready. And I say pretending to get ready because let's be real, people, it's not actually getting ready. He's not going to see me put my underwear on and my socks and my pants like he he just sees me do final touches. So when they say get ready, it's a little deceptive. It's more pose after you're ready. That's 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 Why are you getting ready? sort of cuz it doesn't they don't get me shaving. They don't of get me course, doing my hair. Jordan. But that's getting ready.
1: But not all of it, but some
0: hmm modify that description, people. That's what I'm saying. So then we go up to my my uh, my wedding suite, and we're just all sitting in the main room. There's a TV. Uh, I start joking uh, with my buddy Ryan, who Ryan's been on the podcast before. I think it's episode 16. You could go back and take a look. He would... How the
1: hell you remember that?
0: I, I, I don't know if I'm actually right, but now that you're challenging me on this, I need to see... I can check
1: that. Just go. I no, no. I, I
0: got me. it. I got I it. No, check. no. See, this is part of being married, people. Arguing on the spot. Uh, let me see. It's loading right now. We'll see who's faster on this. You can check, because it looks like I'm beating you too I to gave this. Up. Oh, you gave up. Yeah, you do you. <laughs> I was going to say, they're either going to think like that we love each other or that (laughs) we hate each other and that this was a forced marriage. Uh, oh, it's not episode 16. See, it is, it's early. Episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah, Ryan King, get your ass back on the podcast. It's been way too long. Okay. Episode seven. Anyways, point is though, is that we have this inside joke, uh, Bill O'Reilly, if anybody out there knows, like, political commentary, that whole world. Bill O'Reilly was a big name in that world, regardless of your political affiliation. He has a very funny video, uh, probably not to him uh, at the time. Uh, It's of him basically having a meltdown uh, when he's trying to tape the outro for an episode that he was filming. And he's just like, the hell with it! It's like, we're doing it live! We're doing it live! And so, like, we kept joking. I'm like, we're doing the wedding live! Like, no rehearsal, no nothing. Like, this is it. You're doing it. So, we're laughing our our ass off about that. Then, eventually, the other guys do show up. And then we put on YouTube, again, and start watching Channel 5. Which is uh, formally known in the YouTube sphere as "All Gas, No Breaks." Shout out to Andrew Callahan. If you don't know who that is,
1: you are living <laughs> a good life, people. Just keep going.
0: Uh, let me just put it to you this way: It's not like like scripted reality television, nothing like that. But I will say he is a damn good journalist, and he what? yes, I stand by. He and his team are good journalists, and they get and capture sides of this country. That most people don't even understand that even actually exist out there
1: that should not exist that that nobody wants to see
0: no one's saying they should or shouldn't exist, but they do. It's reality it sucks well the the video that we watched I'll, I'll be specific. We watched the uh, Talladega um I can't think of the I think I can't think of the the title of the video. hey, this is my side, please. Let, let, let me speak and tell the people the we truth.
1: one flesh.
0: One flesh and one not... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but the point got lost. You're distracting me. I'm trying to tell my side. Let me, let me do this.
1: You can go first on this part that sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the part doesn't suck. Okay. What I'm trying to say. There's a Talladega Speedway video on Andrew Callahan's Channel 5 YouTube channel. Check it out. You're going to see... A real interesting side of America that I think is...
1: Don't check it out.
0: It's funny. No. It's funny. It's and not. I think I needed something light to start the day. because Light? I, yes. I need something light to start the day. And also, hey, I didn't interrupt you when you were going over your side of it. So.
1: Choices.
0: <laughs> ah, God. Okay. Let's try... I don't care. They can take it. They cannot. Go ahead. Yes, they can. They don't want to hear us argue. They want to hear the story. Just keep going. I'm trying to keep going. You keep stopping me. Anyway, here I'm. Pu- I'm pulling the mic right over here. This is my. I put a wall up. It's up. She can't. She can't get through now. Now we can talk uninterrupted. Okay. All right. So there's a Talladega Speedway video. We started it to start the day off. It was really funny. It kept things light. It was good. Then shortly after, I think someone told us maybe the photographer that we had to go to the get ready room. I think he called me on my phone. So I was like, okay, time to go to the quote unquote, get ready room, but not really. So we go there. I did actually, uh, I had, I went back and forth between the floors a couple of times because I kept forgetting things in the hotel room. Uh, I forgot like my phone charger. I forgot my cologne. Uh, and then during all the, the getting ready stuff back and forth, uh, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I looked at myself in the mirror and I spotted that I had like a weird hair on my neck. So I was like, oh, I should try to shave it off. And I have like this really Such bad. A brilliant idea. Hey, the wall is up. <laughs>
1: so... No, no, I have oh, to comment my gosh. that. I have to comment that because Jordan always finds the worst time to shave. I don't know if it's a common thing, but he's like, oh, I'm really late to work today. I think I should shave. Oh, I am ready to leave for my marriage. So I think I should shave right now and then just put on my white shirt.
0: Uh, Let me just state the facts, not fiction for the ScreenSpeak audience. Do I always pick the correct moments to shave? No, 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 no I do it's not. not <laughs> this is oh my gosh! I I apologize for all these interruptions, folks. It's uh, it's not easy being married. I, I let me tell you, old, me. old ball and chain. Just...
1: Not to me, so you guys are all saved. The, is the only one that's happy, happy ever after.
0: I'll let the audience decide that. <laughs> What I'm trying... God, I, I'm trying to make the point. Like, you, you keep sidetracking me. It's driving me insane. Really? No, not yay. Bad. Okay, go ahead. She says that I pick opportune moments to shave. That's... I say! I'm going to go insane if I can't finish my point. Stop this.
1: <laughs> this is really funny, but
0: go ahead. No, it's not. I See, you keep engaging with me, and I can't do it. God damn it. We're doing it live. Doing it live, people, right now. Okay. God. (laughs) Bottom line, she exaggerates. I dare not try to press the point further because then it will just get into hysterics and logical, uh, logical conversation goes out the door. So let's just proceed. I get to a moment where I shave my neck at an inopportune moment. Regardless of the... <laughs> okay, she's never going to let it go. Regardless of the timing, I cut my neck. Okay? As always. I, once again, I need to state for the record. You can go back and check. Did I or did I not interrupt her when she was saying her side <laughs> of things? Go ahead and give it a listen. Play it back. I did not. I'm not you. Go ahead. Please. Don't interrupt, and let me do. I'm just th-
1: commenting.
0: That's interrupting.
1: Yeah.
0: Why? Are you commenting? <sighs> okay. I'm gonna try this again. So, I cut my neck, and I was upset because one, I could just see the redness and swelling on my neck, and so I was like, "Oh, Jesus!" Like that's probably gonna show in the photos. Like that was my first thought. Is like, "Oh, this is just gonna look bad." But then when I start throwing on the shirt, I'm wearing a white button-up, you know, dress-up shirt underneath it. I get a blood dab on the collar, and it wasn't a small one. It was, like, a larger one. And, you know, my groomsmen, uh, not all of them, but at least three of them, they all kind of swarmed around me and, like, made sure they're like, oh, Jesus, like, we got to try to fix this. Um, One of them, you know, grabbed, like, uh, like paper cloth and like towel and stuff to like blot my neck. The other one was on like shirt duty basically. And was just kind of like slowly blotching the shirt and like making sure like trying to get the stain out. Another one grabbed a cold bottle of water to like put on my neck to reduce the swelling. So like all this is happening simultaneously while we're running late. So I'm already like my anxiety levels are spiking, which isn't good because I already have anxiety problems as it is. I don't have any shame in admitting that it's the facts. So I'm like, oh, geez, this is all happening. Then Isola's Matron of Honor comes running in at some point and she got a little bit bossy. I'll admit, she did. And she's like, boys, aren't you supposed to be somewhere? Or she said something like that, Haley, I do apologize because I know you're one of the people that listens to this. That's not how you actually sound. You all did it. You did it because you care. Totally get it. I know we were running late, but in that moment, I was flustered, and I'm glad I didn't say anything I regret. So, very, very good. Points, to you. So, yeah, so then, like, we kind of had to speed things along. There was even an issue before that, though, where I I wasn't even sure if, like, the neck collar was, like, going to, like, fit properly because it was, like, cutting off my circulation, but then I had to adjust it. So, it's like, you're you're just, you're trying to do all this shit, and then before you know it, you're in the car and you're on your way to the church, you know? And... My, my buddy, Ryan, he, he was driving me, you know, he was, he was being really nice though. And sweet. He was like saying like, you know, he was like, you're going to do great today. Like, it's going to be good. Like, how you feeling? He's asking me questions. Uh, my little brother, uh, my best man, he's in, he's in the backseat of the car and he's actually trying to do my, uh, my pocket square looking at, watching these YouTube videos on how to perfect a pocket square and make it look the best. Cause I just think put square in pocket, have it poke out. That'll probably work. But I guess there's ways to finesse it if you're into suits and fashion and things. Anyways, we get there. I uh, got to hide around the backside of the church because I didn't want to accidentally run into Izola, which we almost did. Very, very close, but did not. Um, had a couple of guests see me before, which I got kind of weird about because I, I thought nobody was supposed to see me before the wedding, but I guess it's not a huge deal if people see me before. Um whatever. I don't know. I have my mind on a lot of different things. Uh, and then we go down to a basement, don't go to the right place in the basement, go to a different place in the basement. And then the place that we arrived at in the basement was the place we were supposed to be at originally. But because we were late and there was all this fiasco, I was in there for like all of like a minute. And then we go upstairs, uh, hide around the priests, like, secretary's office area, something like that in the church. Uh, someone had to panic, try to find someone to put a boot ear on me. Cause I don't know how to do it. No, none of my groomsmen knew how to do it. The florist that left the boot left no instructions on how to do it. So we were kind of screwed, but we did have someone come in, uh, at the last minute that helped. And then, you know, the, the, the thankful moment I'm happy to say is that after all that chaos happened, even though it was only maybe for like 30 seconds, I did get just a moment to myself. I actually told people I'm like, get out of the room right now. I just want to pray. And I did pray. Uh, I I remember, I'll I'll get personal with it and say that, of course, I don't remember the words verbatim, but I was basically saying how I just want to be a good man. Uh, I want to be a good husband. This is the big day. Uh, I want to do right by everybody that has gotten me to this point in life and you know, I'm just so grateful and, and, and happy to be alive and, and to be here for this moment. It was something like that in the prayer, you know. Amen, right? Uh, and, and then, yeah, then you get you get Shepherd in. And then I can say from that moment, I, I'll, I'll stop and get Izola back in here since she's being good and not interrupting. Um, she just gave me a real stink eye look for that comment. But that happens when you're married, you know, you get lots of looks and, you know, there's nothing that a good little hand to the face can't take care of or, you know, sleeping on the couch one night. It doesn't really matter. She's stuck with me for life. So it's right. Wait, what was that? Say that again for the
1: nothing. I don't have my green card yet. Can't say this stuff.
0: Well, she said that she's going to murder me. So it's all on, it's all on the mic. Even if it's quiet, the cops can pick it up. So the, so don't worry about it. Um. But what I'll say from that point going forward, and we'll talk about, like, the ceremony and the and the reception and whatnot, but man, oh, man, it goes so fast. It goes so fast, but let's talk about the actual uh, ceremony itself.
1: Yeah, so when I got ready, I went on the elevator and, like, me and my maid of honor, and then, like, I was kind of waiting everybody to go inside the church so I could then go you know I was kind of hiding on the elevator it was kind of funny and then I made of honor putting my veil on While I was in the elevator she got a little emotional like was sweet to have that moment just the both of us and then I walk out of the elevator and like met my mom who was going to walk down down the aisle with me and then my music and uh, the music
0: I was going to walk down the aisle
1: playing started playing like
0: it, it was ave marie
1: and like when it started everybody actually can watch our ceremony on youtube we have it on the youtube from the church youtube it's iowa catholic if you just put on youtube is uh i mean honestly Isola i can, wedding, you can,
0: just I can literally it. just put the this i could put it in the description of this yeah, episode Yeah, in,
1: in case you want to watch anyway so it's, like, it's
0: out there. It's public.
1: Yeah. When my mu- the music started playing, like I started like, was like the moment. I'm like, oh, wow, it's now. And then I started walking down the aisle. I mean, Jordan was there before me, so it's kind of weird kind of doing it backwards. But anyway, I started walking down the aisle and it was just like the, the best moment in my life so far. I just felt something that I have never felt before. I was just like so strong, so emotional, so happy. I was literally in my head like I have to walk really slow because I want this moment to last as long as it can. like I wish that like couple seconds or minute was like hours because I felt really good, and when I finally met Jordan down the aisle and we started singing the Gloria it was just like really emotional for me. I was smiling and crying like simultaneously, like in a way that I have never done before. And like my legs were shaking crazily. I thought I would fall, but, fall, but like I didn't. So, and like the whole ceremony was just really full of grace for me. Like it was really full of God's presence and like, was just perfect you know i was really 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 happy and like full of god's grace and gratitude for everybody that was there and for being married getting married to this one that doesn't let me talk but
0: hey see that's, that's passive <laughs> passive aggressiveness no, this is, is,
1: is a, active aggressiveness
0: active aggressiveness is that yeah, an expression i'm, I'm
1: never passive
0: Right. Okay. Um, I got to make a joke here in this moment um, to lighten the mood, so that I don't end up on the couch tonight. Um, it's
1: too late to apologize.
0: I will tell you what I was full of.
1: I say it's too late.
0: I will tell you what I was full of, and it wasn't grace; it was heat.
1: Oh my gosh! That I is
0: was sweating people i'm not going to describe it but basically niagara falls on my back pitting out the whole works <laughs> i don't know if the ac was out or if it's just because you have like all like adrenaline going through you and it just makes you hot yeah, I, I, I i think it's a combination of things but i was hot and one thing that is distinct for myself is when i get hot um I'm not saying that everybody sees my face, not, not especially in a podcast format, but I wear glasses, okay? And when I get really hot, the heat tends to rise and it goes to my face. And there, by extension, it fogs my glasses. <laughs> I will say, like, I, I mean, like, all jokes aside, honestly, that is something I wish I could have changed. Like, if I had to pick, like, one thing where it's, like, I really would have wanted to change it's, it, a,
1: it's the photo of me on the stairs in the hotel that I didn't take.
0: But it didn't happen. It didn't happen, right? Yeah. You just missed the spot.
1: I just forgot.
0: If so much is going on, I think yeah. I don't think you can remember it all. Mm. But the glasses thing, I, I got to go back to that because it's like as present as I'm trying to be. If you if you can't tell screen speak from this episode from some of the the, the lovely conversation <laughs> that we had earlier. If I'm like really focused on something and I have something that is throwing me off and I and it's like really taking me out of it, it it's it, it's frustrating to me. It's like I, I I it's not that I can't multitask, but when it's a moment or when it's something that I'm really trying to be 100% present in, I don't want anything around me to take away focus from that. And so when I have my glasses fogging up, when I'm trying to look at the priest, I'm trying to look at Isola, I'm trying to look at the people going up and reading the Bible passages. I'm just like, oh my God. And I don't want to make a big production out of it because I know that the whole thing's being live streamed for all the people in Brazil and anyone that couldn't make it to the wedding. So it's like, do I take the glasses off? Do I try to like casually like air it out and like, you know, like brush, brush it off with like my suit? I don't know what to do. So I had to go minimal with it. Um, we still haven't gotten the final wedding photos back yet, so God only—I I hope that our photographer Jim was able to Photoshop it out if he saw it, or just make I it. I
1: think it was just fine, people. As it probably as was. You can also see on this podcast he's making a bigger deal than it really
0: I don't do that a lot.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't think. I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. I don't think I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I, I did cry. When you came down the aisle. Oh,
1: yeah. That was a deal. If you didn't, I wouldn't get married.
0: I honestly didn't think I was going to. But he
1: did, people. And was so cute. But it wasn't,
0: thankfully, it wasn't like an ugly cry because I can't really do. an emotional cry. Well, I can't do graceful, like, pretty cry. Izola Izola has a great talent at doing this. (laughs) Uh, I've seen it happy. I've seen it when she's pissed or sad or like a combination of things. But she has this She has this wonderful ability that her eyes can well up with the perfect amount of water and then one can just <laughs> squirt one out on the side and it, like, looks beautiful. I don't know how her eyes work that way because when I do it, it comes of out of beef. my nose, it comes out of my ears, it comes out of everything. My face looks like a pig. I'm just like, <laughs> like, when I'm really emotional, which that happens later on in the evening. Uh, but what I will say is I think if I remember right – when I saw you, I I actually I put my hand up to my mouth. Yay. because I I, I I didn't. Said. I I if I do that, I don't always know that. Yeah, though
1: when you cry.
0: Yeah, I think that was like me trying to control the ugly cry and just mm-hmm. like, oh man, like like this is happening, this is real, and like Izola says you feel like you could move at like a snail's pace and it would still be too quick. Yeah. Cause it's, yeah, you know, it's one of the crucial moments. One of the most important parts of the, of the wedding is when they first see each other and the walk happens. It's, it's very, uh, well, it's, it's old time. It's old Testament. It's like, it's, it's traditional. Before. Um, and I thought, and I, and, and I thought the whole ceremony went well, there's all these like rumors out there. I'll just dispel them. It all depends on how you structure the Catholic wedding. Everyone always says to you, they're like, oh, Jesus, a Catholic wedding. You'll be there for five hours. Like, they, they make it sound like like sit, stand, sit, stand, sit, stand. What was our wedding? Like an hour? One hour, yeah. And it wasn't bad.
1: It went by so fast, at least for us.
0: I feel like for us it did. But, like, I've talked with people that went to the wedding. And they also said that all the readings were good. The music was good. And especially the homily uh, by our—I I can never remember. I, I, do I call him Father or can I call him a pastor? Father Jeff. You see, I'm not Catholic, so I don't call him Father, even mm-hmm. though I, th- I guess he is Father. I'll call—I'll call him Father Jeff for the mm-hmm. sake of this. Father Jeff, shout out to Father Jeff. Uh, he's awesome. Newman Center in Iowa City. He is an amazing, amazing father. See, it sounds weird when I say he that. He's
1: a priest, but you call so, him Father Jeff. See, you see the
0: confusion. Okay. I don't call him Priest Jeff. No. I call him Father, father Jeff. No. All right, whatever. He knew us uh, from when Izola and I first, like, were starting the date. So rather than doing, like, some kind of, you know, not personal reading where it's like they barely, you can tell, like, they barely know the couple. He knows us, so he personalized the homily to be distinct for each of us. I actually liked for myself that he didn't really make it a point to like talk about like my work or anything like that because he knows that ultimately my job title, whatever I have in life really doesn't matter. I tend to measure myself more by my my value system, how I treat others and experiences and moments in life. I, like the other stuff. It doesn't really matter to me all, all that off, all that much. Uh, So he, he touched on that. I was super surprised. Like I, I didn't expect that to be said by him. And so it was touching, I admit. Uh, Then of course the vows part, I have my as good as it gets quote written in there. So that was good. The rest of the vows, I won't read them all. Um, even though I of course still have a copy, but you know, it's a vow. I, I I made a lot of promises and, you know, said that, you know, I'm going to, you know, basically look out for you and be through, be with you through sickness and health and and death, beyond death. Like you, you, you got me. So,
1: what did you think when you saw me first? You cried cause I was too ugly.
0: Yeah, that's why. I was just like, oh my god, I could have done so much better. <laughs> oh no, yeah. it's, all, it's all over. Oh no, oh shit, why? <laughs> <laughs> Ow! She just slapped me! Broof. I got slapped in the head in this episode, slapped across the face. <laughs> I've been verbally assaulted. A few, like, what is happening? I don't think we should publish this before I have my seats and shit. I Hey, this is authentic. This is life. Go ahead. Go ahead! What are you checking your watch again there? I saw you do it a couple of times.
1: When I mention time, I just tend to check. Stop.
0: Well, you did.
1: Because I'm when I say, like, oh, what time did we get married? I tend to check.
0: Is that really what well, I owe? Okay.
1: Yes. Thank you. Everybody mm. needed to know that about me, I guess.
0: Do I edit that part out?
1: Go ahead, Jordan. Talk.
0: Oh, now I... I'm going to definitely have to edit around this episode. Oh, God.
1: That's how he felt when he
0: saw me first. The last five minutes. Edit. Okay. <clears throat> Where was I at? Uh, what I think when I, you
1: saw
0: me? I told you. I cried.
1: That's what you think?
0: You don't think something in that moment. Like, not like words. You, you know what I mean? Like, you don't think about words and things like oh, that. You, you, fe- you feel... It-
1: I know, but you told me what you felt, like, about how I looked and everything.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Like, you're talking more about, like, my thoughts on the dress and things like that. Yeah,
1: because, like, I didn't know if he would like the dress, if he would like... You know? I didn't know. It's kind of fun, because, like, people, like, put a lot of expectations, and I'm like, I always wonder, do the men always really like the dress and, like, how the bride looks? Because sometimes... The bread can look so different than like the daily basis that I don't know if I don't think you like you didn't
0: but you didn't look like overly dolled up. Mm-hmm. Some people look like a like a Barbie doll. They they put on like a cake layer of makeup.
1: No, I know, but I'm saying that I don't know. Like anyway,
0: I think I just thought when I saw the dress, it fit you. Like, not just, obviously, physically, but, like, just the look of it, because it wasn't flashy, it was minimal, but not too minimal. And it just looked very classic and, you know, traditional, but still not, like, out of touch and being old-fashioned. Like, it just clicked. Like, it just, like, I'm like, when I saw it, I'm like, of course it would be this dress. It had to be this dress. It couldn't have been another dress.
1: Yeah, because you said that you were wondering, like, what kind of dress did I choose?
0: Well, it's amazing. I'll tell you this. Now, I'm, I'm a simple guy when it comes to this subject, or just simpleton. It is amazing how many different iterations of a wedding dress people can come up with. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, we went to a wedding shop, like, the day after, the a couple days after the wedding, and saw that there was just, like, you know, a big wall of, of white. And you're just like, how can it really be all that different? And then it's like it's it's down to the stitching, the material, where it came from, the I custom, the texture, the blah 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 blah. blah. It's insane. Uh, also, a hell of a business model. I actually highly recommend if you want to make if you want to make a shitload of money in life, get into the wedding business. Oh my god, it costs a lot of money. I'll just <laughs> sorry, uh, not trying to scare anybody off from getting married, but if you think you're gonna get away with doing the full production on a cheap cheap budget you're not but that's that's for another time uh get to the moment of the kiss did you like the kiss with it was it good yeah that'd be good mm-hmm. i didn't put like tongue or anything in there We're at church i
2: don't remember
0: oh, that was a that was a kiss let's see if they can hear that do it again Yeah. that was obnoxious we don't do that yeah that'd be like if like if you take a, a sip of like soda and you're just like Ah, after every single one after every kiss it's like
2: (laughs) ah.
0: (laughs) obnoxious terrible all right so we get to the kiss Uh, i did a little bit of a dip i remember (laughs) just just a bit i didn't want to go crazy (laughs) because i uh, i i I didn't trust my strength because Mm -hmm. i definitely probably would have dropped you not good it would have been a good photo no can you imagine no Uh, I don't know. No. Uh, let's see. Then, you know, we walk down the aisle. People are happy. I tried to look at everybody that's like in the audience, but it's almost like attention overload because that's, that's actually something I don't hear people talk about for the wedding. But like, unless you end up being maybe in a position in life where you are doing public speaking or you are around a lot of people, most people won't get more attention in their lives than they do on the day of their wedding. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of attention and all eyes are truly on you. So, um, that's fine for myself though. I, I, I really have no problem with that, Me neither. but I tried to like look at people in the eyes when I'm going down the aisle. I, I could, yeah. cause I've sure. been to weddings before where people just do like a beeline. They just, they don't even look at you. Like yeah. they're just like, whoop. And they just go, I'm like, I don't know. I want to look at all these people. So I try to look at everybody. Uh, Then you have the moment where you really start to realize the pace is picking up because everybody's trying to talk to you. Um, We were warned about this, but they do. You know, they almost form like an unofficial line. You know, they take turns being like, you guys look so beautiful, so touching. Hug. Next. You guys look so beautiful and touching and beautiful. Hug. Next. Like (laughs) it's it's a bit of an assembly line, but it's fine. I'm happy because not everybody that came to the ceremony went to the reception. reception. Uh so that was nice. And vice
2: versa.
0: And vice versa. Uh now let's cut to getting to the reception. We get into uh Duck King.
1: Yeah, Duck King gave us the ride on the king's car. <laughs>
0: It was pretty cool. He played like Fast and Furious music, like super loud, like out of his window oh, to like yeah. let people know. Didn't he? Didn't have any like cans clinging on the back of his car with like "just married." Thank God. I think that's kind of been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, pretty much, uh, it, it went straight to. Sorry. You had your alarm on during this recording. Yes. Go ahead. Didn't she you know it was gonna go till till nine o'clock? No. Edit. Uh, let's see.
1: We went on the on the king's car.
0: Yeah, we went on the king's car, talking about how great the ceremony is, and then we have to go into photography mode.
1: Oh yeah! At the hotel, we had to. Just get people together meanwhile we were taking our own pictures because like we had a gap between the ceremony and the reception because we took we wanted to take pictures and stuff we didn't want to do it before the wedding so we did in between we took pictures of ourselves with our family the wedding party which was about it took about one hour and then we just kind of headed over to the reception had some food some drinks and then Waited for the cocktail hour to be done. So we would do the game trains and stuff.
0: I'll say a sad part about the cocktail hour is, is it's like...
1: We miss it, basically.
0: Yeah, it's for the other people. It's not for you.
1: At least for in our case, it can be different for people. Because we didn't want to go out there and hang out with people. Like, we were taking pictures. And then after that, it had the happy hour was going to be done in like 15 minutes. So we just stayed... Like, eating and drinking with, like, the wedding party, and then then we just did the dress when we kind of saw everybody that was on the reception.
0: Yes. um, I, I can tell you just from, a, will try to visually describe it, but the, the ballroom that we had, uh, I mean, it really turned out well. We had, like, what, seven tables, I think, for our people, because we had, like, what, 65, 70 people, something in that ballpark, Uh, you know, they're all kind of in like a, in a, in a U shape Mm -hmm. and we have a dance floor and we have a head table. There is a table in front of the U shaped table with like the guest book and stuff like that placed in there. Um, Haley, shout out to Haley McClure. Am I saying her last name right? Mm -hmm. The McClure, the McClures, they're great. Uh, she made a lot of decorations with her cricket Haley, not supposed. Uh, not sure if I'm supposed to admit to people she that you use a, cricket. But... She has
1: an Instagram.
0: People, check it out. Keep talking. I will say. They Actually, well, I can put it in the description. Good. No, not a big deal. Haley, I'll put your I'll put your cricket Instagram talents in the description of this podcast. So check out Haley's cricket work. It's fun to say cricket, uh, but she made these <laughs> great uh, cr- cricket decorations, and so I thought people I thought people enjoyed that. We certainly did. They look nice. Um, colors. I'll talk about that. Uh, you know, like what is it like? Like, I'm so terrible at describing shades of white. It's like ivory. Is that mm-hmm. like ivory the ivory? We had green tablecloths. Uh, like white floral arrangements with like green and stuff. So it's like it's just pretty much white and green. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was very, very minimal. Like I I didn't want there to be like any flashy, crazy colors or anything like that. Uh, I was wearing a blue suit. Uh, deep blue suit which Beautiful. Yeah it, it is good but it's like Damn it I don't know why Like this is this has got to just be like, the, like Me a little bit I always kind of had hoped that like what I would wear Would just stand out a, a little bit And I think I mean I think it was great But it's like The outfit's pretty popular I've seen a lot of weddings lately where people Have been rocking the deep blue Navy and I'm just like damn it I'm like mm-hmm. I couldn't have something that was like A little more unique but it's fine. Um, but, yeah, the grand entrance happens. We go into the song uh, Something Just Like This by Coldplay, yeah. I believe. Um, but, it, I mean, it, the whole thing is truly a whirlwind. Like, like you feel before you know it, the food's already being served. Uh, the, the, the toasts happen. Uh, Haley gave a nice speech. My little brother spoke. Public speaking is his worst nightmare, but he...
1: Haley's too, but...
0: Yeah, yeah they, they both. They both didn't, like, public speaking. But I thought they both pulled it off. Haley did the right amount of tears, too. Not, like, emotional so sobbing. But she yeah. clearly, clearly cares for you. And I would hope for us, as by extension, from being married. Yeah. Haley, legally, you have to care for us. <laughs> um, and then my little brother... I thought, like, he he was making me think that it was going to be, like, a brutal, hard-ass roast. Like, I thought he was going to bring up stuff that I'm going to be horrified by because of all the hype that he put into it. But then, it ended up being nice. Like, he didn't go too hard. He had a couple, like, stories of, like, how, like, I'm a baby around bees and, like, how he, like, teases me a lot and things like that. But that he ultimately loves me and blah, blah, blah. Like, like it was sadly heartfelt, so... Uh, eh, you know you, you take what you can get I guess with a brother you can't can't change that um but now so that so that all that all worked out well, and then yeah, I mean shoot before we know it the actually no no I'm forgetting the key moment during the dinner is the tables the tables oh yeah
1: when we you got guys, there, you just, talk about those right after we the, the granite yes, we just decided... we wanna make sure we had we got a picture with everybody that was there so we decided to just take pictures with each table so we were like calling table by numbers and having people come over to us and just take a picture with us and it was fun kind of like some of the tables started making fun like taking fun pictures and like kind of disputing to see which one was the funnier and they like it was just kind of cool
0: well, shout out to uh,
1: Table Seven. Well, well, I was
0: gonna talk about that in a second, but when they're all doing the pictures first, yeah. uh, I'm sure it'll look great in the wedding photo. I can't wait to see it, but I know damn well there was one where uh, where Glenn, who's also been on this podcast before, we talked about the Sixth Sense a while back. He he naturally, like he would, got uh, he like laid on the ground and did like a pose. Yes. Like in front of everybody. He was the
1: one that broke the ice, kind
0: of. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure that he went up to the head table before he we did. before we even sat at it, <laughs> and like he put did. his feet up on the table. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. I love it. Um, but then then that was kind of one of the impromptu things that happened is during dinner, uh, we start kind of doing moments where it's like okay, like table table seven, table six. Table 7 was the one that started, like, acting like crazy people, basically. Uh, I give credit to Adam Wall on there, another podcast guest. Seems like a lot of the podcast guests went to the wedding. So, if you wanted to have come to my wedding, I guess you should have been on the podcast. What can I say? Um, but, now Adam, he has such a great energy, and we all kind of tease at least – amongst the friends that know him and Adam I don't know if you know this we we kind of call you Kramer sometimes cuz you are a bit of a Kramer you're really tall you're kind of sporadic with your energy we don't always know what you're going to do but we love that about you and you're amazing uh, but like they just started like, like like acting like you know crazy people and then the tables were competing about who could be the, the like the most it loud and like is. obnoxious so i thought that was really fun totally unplanned had no idea yeah. um and I th- and then you know, going into like the, the dancing and stuff like that, I don't really want to go super into it. I will say that for my mom and I, uh, well, actually no, we got to talk about got to talk about our first dance first, since that's yeah. the first one we did. Uh, we fl- we did a slow dance to "Beautiful." It's not spelled tradition in the traditional sense. It's "Beautiful" by Coldplay. You can check that out. Uh, the special song for Izola and I like we've seen them in concert they got they did it at the show but I think we like the song before that. It's just sweet it speaks to both of us. it's great but I am proud to say at least during the dance floor portion of it I I, I threw in a couple little moves nothing crazy but I, I did we did practice it a little bit. I know that I did a a spin at mm-hmm. one point that was the big move. <laughs> Were you afraid that was going to drop you? No. No? I wasn't. Really?
1: Just in the end, and you almost did.
0: What happened at the end?
1: You almost dropped me. I did you, not. When you, like, dipped me
0: now. Oh, when I did the dip. Yeah. Well, that's because I was really tired.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and actually, you know, t- going back to that whole tired thing, it's amazing how much adrenaline and, like, just kind of high that you get off of, like, the moment. So even as tired as I was, like I was all worried about that at that point. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm fine. Um, I then had the uh, first dance, like with my mom or the mother son dance, whatever you want to call it. We danced to "Everything I Do, I Do It for You" by Brian Adams. Uh, that song has special significance with us. My mom always tells a story that when I was a little little wee baby that I would cry and fuss sometimes, but if she threw that song on, I'd shut up and just, like, stare up into the clouds and be like, oh, my God, it's, like, the most beautiful voice I've ever heard in, the, in my life. Uh, and the lyrics are sweet and work on multiple levels, so it just made sense for us. She cried a lot. Uh, she was actually – this is a little inside thing, inside scoop for people. She'll probably hate that I'm admitting this. But, like, the first, like, 30 seconds or so of the song – she kept, like, saying to me while we're dancing, she's like, Jordan, she's like, I wanted to tell them the story of why the song matters. And I'm like, Mom, just shut up and dance. Like, it's fine. Like, like no one cares. Like, they, they just want to see us dance. They don't care about that. Uh, and then eventually she let it go. So it was fine. Uh, and then you dance with your mom.
1: Yeah, this song was Minha Mãe from Flávio José. It's a music. It's a Brazilian music. It's a forró. And the lyrics were like really meaningful for us, and also my mom cried. Basically, the whole song. Yes. She cried a lot. Basically well, you the didn't. Whole
0: you, you didn't tell her that you were. Oh yeah, it.
1: I didn't tell her because it was supposed to be like the daughter and dad dance. But then I didn't tell her I was going to dance with her. So I just I was like, "Hey, come down here! You are dancing with me!" So she got really emotional. It was kind of like a surprise for her.
0: Yes. Um. Then, shortly after that, you know, the party starts. Uh, Healthy mix between Brazilian and American music. You know, they played a couple of the, you know, the cliche wedding songs. Uh, This is another personal side of myself. I don't like a lot of cliche things. So, like, when they play, like... You know, songs like Cupid Shuffle and uh, I I don't know. Like, if they played, like, YMCA and, like, stuff like that, I'm like, oh, my God. I've heard it at, like, a bajillion weddings. I get it. But the argument that people make is they're like, well, like, if you want your, you know, you want your attendees to dance, they have to dance the music they know. And I'm like, how about... Dance and take a chance on something that is new and different and interesting. But How about that? Some people
1: did, and I bring here Val that tried to dance some Brazilian music. That's Good true. job, Val! Like it's tr- it's true. It's true. Couple people, Christian, like couple people, couple Americans tried to dance. Because we have Brazilians, and, and we we had cool. some
0: of your Brazilian friends that dance, were there. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, that was one comment that came up multiple times. Brazilians, and I'm, I'm sure you can speak to this. You guys dance your ass off. I had I had we multiple like I dance. I had multiple guests come up to me asking if you took dance lessons because you're that good. I'm not, but uh, thank she, you. This is the classic. Oh, I'm not really a smart. Thing. Anyone that says that, that means they're smart. So she's a good dancer. Don't let her fool you.
2: <laughs>
0: but they all dance really crazy. I, I felt bad about that a little because like there were certain times where like I maybe could have tried the dance more, but then. I'm so happy that everybody's there, and I like you yeah, know. I you like I, I wanted to like kind of attend to the guests a little and bit. Just
1: cry to everybody.
0: Well, that happened later on at night. It didn't happen right away. I'm proud enough to say that it didn't yeah. happen immediately. But naturally, if it's an extremely emotional day, you throw alcohol in the mix, and if you happen to have a soft heart or just a sensitive heart, all well, the tears start mm-hmm. coming. Um, Jordan
1: cried a lot.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. I had I other. I thought
1: f- I was a crier until I met Jordan in weddings.
0: Well, I had other family members cry. Yeah, as well.
1: Mallory. She was so funny too. Yeah, she so emotional. Was kind of cute because Jordan was known as the one that cries, and everybody's every cousin's wedding, and like his brother's wedding and stuff. I didn't so, cry. I don't
0: think I cried at Mallory's. You
1: did. I have heard. I did. I have heard. And then like uh. He cried on his own, of course, but then Mallory cried at his, So I'm like, I think it runs on the family.
0: Pretty sure we both cried to each other at one yes, point. Yes,
1: of course. What's kind of cute? They're like, ah, I'm so <laughs> happy. <laughs> I love you.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's a happy it? day, I, oh, and I wear my heart me on my card, sleeve. Let
1: me. Call. Yeah, that's what you said. Like so he was like. He was crying so much. I'm like Jordan. It's okay. You don't need to cry. He's like, I just
0: love everyone
1: so <laughs> much. <laughs>
2: I'm so happy.
0: Yeah. Um. Certainly did. Uh. I, I there. You know. There's a few people that you always wish that you could have talked to. Um. I won't. I won't name them. But like, there were certain people. They know who they are. Um. Wish I could have talked to you, uh, with you all at the wedding, but there'll, there'll be time in the future. Cause it's just, it's like, you do really want to take everything in. Um, that's one part. And, and we'll start to wind this down that I was happy about that I did during my like toast to everybody is I did literally say, I'm like, I just want to pause. I just want to pause just for a moment. So I'm like, I can just look at these tables look at you all looking at me and Izola and, and just take this moment in for what it is because it, it's truly, it's a painstaking amount of work and you know, and and I can only like think honestly, thank God Izola wasn't working during the time of the wedding planning because you know, if we were both working, I feel like it would have taken us even longer to to plan out all the little details and things like that. And And then like when it happens, it's like you just, you like, oh, like, oh, like, we worked hard on that detail and that, and oh, there's this going like this, and there's that, and that, and that. And you really just want to take a moment to stop. So it's like, if I did have any advice for people, it's just force yourself to be present, but then also don't try to unnecessarily rush through everything to get to the next thing. I mean, you really just want to be present and just be as observant as possible during the whole experience i think and and just really yeah i guess just just be present that's probably the biggest thing just be present and just really take it all in
1: i was really present my dress was really present as present as it gets talking about the dancing thing i ripped off my dress Because Ah, I was uh, dressing a little bit too much, not dressing, dancing a little bit too much, I guess.
0: (laughs) And what happened when the dress ripped? Because I think I noticed it quick, right? So
1: my dress has three layers and I saw, I, I, I felt one of the layers when it ripped out was actually like on my butt, literally on my butt. And I felt, so I like, when I saw, I touched it and I was feeling that the, the other layer wasn't still there, so I'm like, okay, I don't care. I kept dancing, and as I kept dancing, I just heard my Brazilian friend Olivia. She's like, "Isola," in Portuguese. She said, "Your ass is out." I'm like, and then when I put the, my hand behind me to mm-hmm. kind of check, I felt the cold of my skin. I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> my ass is out there." So I'm like, and then most funny cause it was kind of movie scene, like, I just saw Jordan running to me, and, like, my mom was running to me, my friends were running to me to kind of, like, help me out, <laughs> to make sure I didn't get naked, Jordan just hugged me, and, like, trying to, uh, to, like, hide my butt, and it's fun, because I was live streaming on YouTube, on Instagram, and, like, my, some of my friends just recorded, he, they didn't know what was happening, but they were recording the screen, on the phone on their phone right when that happened so we have the records for that it's kind of funny was the
0: photographer there for this moment no
1: he was gone already that's probably for the best yeah i'm glad (laughs) 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 so so like jordan was kind of trying to hide and then like i was dying laughing and i'm like okay now let me step back and i just put my dress up and kind of hide it my butt with their own dress so yeah, you can kind of. I think that's a good way to end this. Like, you can kind of know how when a wedding was really good when you just leave it all there, even a dress.
0: And let the, and, and don't try to control everything either. Yeah, that's another thing. It's like everyone's trying to like tell you what to do during the day. Like they're just like you got to be here during this and do this over here. This. I'm like no, like they're not gonna start and stop stuff without us. Like yeah. we're we're the show. So let let shit just happen the way it needs to happen and if it doesn't all go according to plan great it makes for a good story at least I would hope because yeah. hopefully you've been listening to this point for those that have great I realize people don't always listen to an entire podcast it happens but if you have been this up to this point I appreciate you
1: after that like when the party ended like we, we were like the party ended on a really high spot so we were like still like high like Feeling energy. the good energy yeah. and everything. So yeah. we just took it to the bar of the hotel, the hotel bar. We hanging out there with Jordan. Had a couple extra shots, which I don't, I don't think he should have, cause he was too happy. And like we had some fun. We had some pizza. As everything in Brazil ends with pizza. I mean,
0: I'll just be honest, everybody. Uh, I mean, it was it was the night of my wedding. So do you really think by the real true end of it that I wasn't drunk? Okay. He was. Drunken pizza is delicious. And funny. Well, but, let yeah. me tell you that. I mean, it, it hits the spot. Yeah. Hit, right after our wedding, I highly recommend it.
1: And so we were like, we had pizza. We closed up the bar, the hotel almost, and like just went upstairs. And it was funny. I have to say this part. Because we went up the stairs, and like I had a thousand things holding my hair up. So I was just taking things from my hair for, like, basically one hour. And meanwhile, Jordan was just, like, <laughs> drunk on bed and doing drunk talks. So he was like, oh, my, my glass feels so heavy. It feels like my glasses are, like, 50 pounds. <laughs> oh, look, that shade on the ceiling. It's fun how that shade moves. I'm like... <laughs> Go to sleep <laughs> And he was like talking, talking, talking and I'm like Gosh, isn't this guy going to just go to bed? I thought he would pass out, but no, he stayed up with me while I was taking my hair stuff out and then when he finally laid on bed he was like he's still talking and I'm like, Jordan, go to sleep and he's like ta da like talking talking and then I'm like I will just act like I'm sleeping because he won't stop. So I just shut up and like I stayed quiet for like five minutes he kept talking and then he finally decided to sleep
0: yes um in, you know some people also say like the night of your wedding you're just like oh are you gonna consummate the marriage you gonna you know make stuff happen hint hint wink wink you know talking about stuff in the bedroom that adults do um i was so pleased that Isola didn't have any expectations and that i could just sleep (laughs) me too yeah it's just like you just want to i mean you you put all that damn work into it if you if you go to bed like early and and like do that like this why you have the rest of your life to to do stuff like that like just make the most of it live live what are you what are you oh you're looking at is that our that's our wedding yeah isn't it yeah what is it of
1: I was kind of looking... Nothing. Just I haven't even ahead. seen some of those. Yes,
0: I know. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, anyways, let's... Final thoughts on the wedding, and then I want to talk about next steps quick, and then we're... We are we need to go to sleep. It's getting mm-hmm. late.
1: Uh, what do you say? Final thoughts? Just final thoughts, reflections. Uh, just great it was as good as it gets.
0: Haha, <laughs> tying it back to the movie.
1: Yeah. Welcome yeah it was really just just amazing i felt blessed everything like n- not everything was exactly as we planned but even that was what, what is in life yeah exactly so it was special like it was just the way it needed to be it was literally as good as it gets uh
0: yeah i think also think it was as good as it gets uh just because, like, the, like all the decorations, everything went right. You know, we talked about like the the dumb shaving, the blood on the tie or the blood on the collar, the the burned veil. It was all fine. Uh, I, you know, I had the most important people in my life there. I think it, if anything could have made it better, it would have just been to have all of his old Brazilian family there too. Yeah. But it's like it's just it's just not feasibly possible to do something like that. Cause it, I mean, let's just face it. The money, 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 money controls all. Okay. Um, but I really think it's like it, I don't think I would have wanted anything to have been any different. The venue was great. The ceremony was great. The people were great. There wasn't any like stupid drunken drama with people. There wasn't any like bull crap that happened that took away from like us. Um, spiritual um, well h- go ahead sorry
1: i just remember that was there was a funny thing because i was like saying oh jordan was drunk there was one time i was drunkish too and i decided to spin on the dancing floor and i spin and guess what when i stopped the spinning the road didn't stop spinning so i just like fell on the floor i almost kind of like let myself that uh, fell fall and I was just like on the floor and like everybody again ran to me to kinda of help me to get me up. I'm like, don't let me wait. It's spinning. Let me wait for it to stop spinning because it's still spinning. <laughs> and then like and I was stepping on my dress and I like I'm like stop, let me stay here. And then I'm like, Okay, now it stopped. So let's get up. What's kinda of funny.
0: Um you know, I think my, my, my final final reflections on this whole thing is that I'm I'm grateful to be married. I'm grateful to be married to such a a beautiful woman in so many ways. Not just physically, but of course, spiritually, emotionally, uh, intellectually. There's there's a lot of different things I could say, but I you really couldn't have you really couldn't predict it like none none of where i'm at right now in my life is something that i would have predicted especially like even like even like like three four years ago like if i if i looked at like truly like the beginning like you look at it now i'm like the beginning of 2019
1: I i would never think i would be here today so people have hope
0: yeah i think just just have hope um have faith as well i I won't get like preachy on that but
1: let's pray for yeah
0: but and also i would i would also say too and again like we are fresh into marriage but i would also say just to to think about and and be there for people that are married because you know you get older in life things get more complicated things get more challenging and taxing it doesn't always necessarily get easier having somebody in your life with you like like make no mistake like marriage from what I can tell and just good solid relationships the best ones I know from people that I look up to you have to work your ass off to make yeah. it work it is not something that just comes willy-nilly I, I someone that says to me like if they ever say like well isn't love enough no no I'm sorry. I I don't think it is. Uh, You you really have to work and commit to it. So I guess for us going forward that like, that's kind of what I want is, is I want us to keep forging ahead, keep our eyes on different goals. Don't just kind of settle in and be like, Oh, marriage is the highlight of our life. Like, let's just stop here. Like, no, we, we have a lot that we want to, that we want to do. I have a lot. I certainly still have left to give, I think. Uh, so only time will tell with that, but I can just say it was a hell of a wrong road. Thank you, Tinder, for allowing us to meet. Maybe they'll become a sponsor of the podcast one day. Or, <laughs> you know, who, who knows? Any, anything's possible in this life, but yeah, I guess, you know, I'll leave it with that. Anything is possible in life. Uh, as long as you you know really give your heart and soul to things just like really give it your all and and be okay with the the downs and 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 be grateful for the ups when they happen just just embrace it embrace the process the good and the bad and and hopefully you'll end up being you know being happy so I'll settle for that
1: bye people thank you for listening and accepting us being a little bit selfish because this episode is mainly for us
0: yeah the movie actually for we didn't talk us about 50 years we didn't talk now. about the movie that much and i wonder are we going to be happy to listening to some of the can i say were they were, they, were they a playful arguments right
1: yeah i think so yeah i'm fine with it this is us
0: it's authentic yeah and that's what we strive for. All right.
1: Us, 15 years. For us, 15 years. For are you 50, saying 15? 50 years. 50.
0: Five, so, zero. Yes,
1: 50 years from now. Oh,
0: geez. Are podcasts still going to be a thing in 50 years? I don't
1: know, but we will at least have the audio. That's true. I hope there isn't still a way to play this audio. <laughs> Hopefully. We are thinking of you, and we will do our best to make sure you guys are good in the future.
0: Wait, who are you talking?
1: us in the oh future. you're
0: giving a message to us i was like who are you getting talking message to, to us in the future oh well so, yeah okay sorry Let- we
1: will work hard enough we hope we will work hard enough to make sure right now you are listening to this while just having a big party on a beautiful beach and
0: gotta be a beach huh yeah all right
1: and having fun enjoying the life you deserve
0: Alright, I'll I'll, I'll send a message to my future self, uh, or couple selves as well, I guess, I wasn't planning this, but whatever. Jordan,
1: I still love you.
0: Oh. Isola, I'll always love you. Uh, Here's the message. To the couple, and then one to to Jordan. I gotta have a one-on-one with this guy. So, to couple us, you did it! Hooray! Yeah, (laughs) bet that time flew by, didn't it? (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha 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 ha! That's a bad bad joke. Um, hey man, it's pretty pretty cool that you that you guys are still together. Not a lot of couples can can pull that off. And you guys come from divorce in the family, so kudos to you for overcoming that. Uh, hopefully maybe have kids, right? You have you have a kid or two, maybe in this scenario. I hope they're doing well. Hello, children. Or child, or whatever the hell we did. We don't really know at this point, but we think you exist. And so we love you already. We do. Uh, you're, all, you're, all, you're all pretty great. You, know, you came from some all right people, so we, we did our best. Uh, but uh, good health, happiness, love, faith. Uh, just ride that shit out into the grave. And, and, and beyond, too. It, it doesn't end at death. Okay? So you, you you keep that in mind, and, and also hopefully uh, just everything else is going all right in your life. So there's the message to the couple, and now the message to just me. I hope my voice sounds decent in the future. I can't promise it's still going to sound like this. I don't know. Your, vo- your voice changes as you get older. Maybe I'll sound more like that. I, I don't know. Uh, I hope you still sound decent, Jordan. I hope your podcast is bigger than what it is right now you, you keep the faith you keep working you keep putting your all into it and uh yeah think things will turn out good things are going okay right now for being in my i'm 31 right now so things are going okay i hope they're good they're probably better okay i gotta shut up message to myself over done uh
1: jordan have 81 years he's pretty anxious right now but i'm sure um 50 years from now he will be just fine relaxing enjoying life
0: amen 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 I say to you and to the screen speak audience uh, thank you all so much for listening I uh, hope you enjoy hearing us talk about as good as it gets uh, all the fun and 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 chaoticness of a wedding which I actually felt like our conversation on that had certainly some ups and downs just like life does so if anything it's real so until the next episode you all take care of yourselves you keep watching movies and uh, that's it Have a good one.